0: You're listening to Pre-Cana with the Pope, a podcast aimed at restoring confidence in marriage and family life.
1: are you there?
0: It's working. Um, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Pre-Cana with the Pope. Um, we're still here because the last episode was a hit, so we might as well keep doing this. Um, not to pat our own egos or anything, but more because it seems like the conversation, at least that we had last week, was a one that people wanted to listen to. Yeah. We got feedback that people were able to finally start having conversations with each other. Um, spouses were able to talk to one another after... The conversation we had. Yeah. So so we decided to do another episode. Um, and also, we're going to try to keep with this format of reacting to things. Because in all honesty, we are not running out of content. It's just, it's harder to... So this is the thing. It's difficult, and you can jump in whenever you want. But it's difficult to come up with the topics that are relevant to, to what people are thinking about. Without hitting on the same things that everyone else is talking about, mm-hmm. um, and then and then the problem is like in terms of research, like you start like watching, like all right, what have they said? What can we say differently? And that just doesn't seem natural anymore. Yeah, because like you, I, I one thing I like is that we're able to just have conversations.
1: Yes, and we don't want to we don't want to script these things out or like over research. Like we have something that we want to talk about, but we're kind of a lot of what we do is. We process some of this before the episode and we, we chat about it before the episode, but a lot of it is us in real time, like talking about these topics and processing them and thinking them through. And, um, a lot of what you hear is our authentic reactions to certain things, um, or conflicts or whatever. So, yeah, but, and since last week's episode cool. seemed to be, uh, shareable. We we got a lot of new listeners last week. So um, maybe this format, this style is something that other people want as well. So we're going to keep trying it.
0: Yeah. Um, So today we're going to do another, um, I don't know if hot topic. I don't know how many, this compared to the last episode, which was on sex, I don't know how applicable this issue is, but also we also don't want to just be like, make this a sex podcast because it's not because there's other aspects of marriage that are important. Um, So today we're going to talk about Ephesians five and submission again. Um, We've done, I don't know what episode it is. Like we've done this a couple of times in different ways. Uh, But what we want to do today, which I thought would be neat is to react. I don't want to say we're responding to the, the the videos that we're going to watch, but more reacting to them and giving our thoughts on them. Um, One is by father, Mike. And the other is Andy Stanley, who we don't agree with everything he's about right now. So we're going to respond just to this part of a sermon he gave. Um, Andy Stanley, for those of you that don't know that are Catholic, he is a evangelical. Uh, actually, he might be Baptist technically, um, but he's a he's a non uh, he's a Protestant uh, pastor who is now. Um, not as liked as it used to be. Um, but I still think the points that he made are pretty valid and worth bringing up um, both the pros and cons of both videos. So I think mm-hmm. i like, that's cool. Anything else you want to say before you jump yeah.
1: in? Yeah. I think that um, you said that you don't know how relevant this is. I think that this is a, I think that this is definitely a topic that gets covered a lot. And I hope that our way of doing it in more conversation style is helpful for couples to again to just start conversations amongst yourselves. So like you might have your ideas, you might have your beliefs. You've heard, you know, this influencer say this and this priest say that and hopefully this it, we're we're obviously going to share our thoughts on it but also just hopefully model a conversation so that you guys can can do that as well.
0: All right. So we're going to jump in um he's already present he's already done his this is this
1: is Father Schmidt. So yep. Ascension presents. That's,
0: when he, that's how he starts his videos. All right, but he's <laughs> gonna go jump right in. Um, and his the title of his this uh, video that we're reacting to is "Do Wives
2: Have to Be Submissive?" So here is the scripture that is read in Mass on Sundays, occasional Sundays. Here's the scripture that. Some people even choose to have at their weddings. Here's a scripture that sometimes people in the Bible in a year, or even they're just stumbling through the New Testament and they come across Ephesians chapter five, and they hit this line that says, wives, be submissive to your husbands and all things as to the Lord. And all of a sudden, just like, whoa, what is happening? In fact, when that comes up in the lectionary, right in the cycle of readings on Sundays, sometimes it's just like, what is happening? What are we going to say? Even there might even be an option to like skip it or to like go over this. When people choose it for their so, weddings, all the,
0: you know. Some- I don't want to fast forward this, but he's just talking about why it's controversial. Mm. So, um, did he say what the verse was? Why I have to be submissive? Yeah. Okay.
1: Five twenty-one. Yes. <clears throat> um, I don't know, but like, is it worthwhile hearing why it's controversial? No.
0: I don't know. Okay, okay. we'll keep going. This is why it's controversial. He'll just and people want to skip it
2: and back and forth, like, did they actually, there's Catholic YouTube, there's Catholic Twitter, there's Catholic, all these things. And there's this kind of like this rise in people talking about, yeah, that's what we do. Here's what it is. Husbands, you are leaders. You lead your, your wife, you lead your family, men be leaders. And I'm all about men taking responsibility for themselves, making men taking responsibility for the people around them, people that are under, under their care. But what does it mean to say, okay, guys, you need to lead, you need to lead your family. You need to lead your wife. You need to lead her. And also, she needs to submit to you in all things as to the Lord.
0: I like, think what does that actually this mean? This is important. The reason this verse and the understanding of this verse is so important is because um, we have seen a trend in, in just Christianity in general. I think, like very broadly in Christianity, that, that it tends to be more, uh, it tends to appeal more to women. So you see less men in it. Um, I think in the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, there was a movement in Protestant circles called muscular Christianity, which, which is very, it's very interesting that that was a thing then. It's becoming a thing now. They don't call it muscu- muscular Christianity now, but the idea was that that Christianity was a way of growing in virtue. And so, like being there's a like a small group of, of Protestants would consider themselves part of muscular Christianity, um, because they felt like the the popular version of Christianity that was out there was more feminine. The songs are more feminine, the the prayers and the idea of of you know sharing your feelings and praying to God for help and stuff seem more feminine to them, so they would not appeal to them. Um, and I think we have a lot of that now, to the point that like you, it's not atypical to see a mom bring her kids to church and the dad stay home or not be present. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should, it, it, like we should, we should emphasize to all married Catholic couples that like Ephesians five applies to the husband mm-hmm. and he can't just assume that his wife is going to take care of the faith lives of herself and the children and that they need to lead. Mm-hmm. Right. They need to be active. They need to be involved. And I think that's an important part of this verse that, that can't be, like, just, I don't they know. It
1: can't be overlooked.
0: Right. It can't be overlooked. You can't just forget that this is a part of it. Um, because, like, you could, I could see people being, like, they're uncomfortable with the whole verse, uh, the idea of being submissive, so therefore let's throw it out. Um, but then I feel like, then I feel like you lose the, not not the incentive, but you lose the command, like, the onus and the responsibility that the husband's supposed to own. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not there anymore because, I don't know. Am I making sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I'm, I had my wheels turning while you were talking. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think that I, so things that I was thinking of were like, you had been, you've been reading a leadership book for work. Yes. Right. And then I, uh, we we've talked about read, reading Brene Brown's Daring Greatly and, um, she has a leadership book that that is like based on that popular book.
0: Leading greatly. Leading greatly. I That's think. not it. No, no. It, I was just joking. Dare to, dare to, <laughs> dare to lead. <laughs> dare to
1: lead. The other part of her title. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and so, you know, when we hear leader, there's, I think that there's so many different perceptions of what a leader is and how to lead and what an effective leader is and stuff. And I think. I think that a lot of because that's now a trend in like literature for and motivational speakers and coaches to try to like help build up future leaders. It's like what is what does leadership even really mean, you know? And like, yeah, what what is the task at hand? And and I wonder if these leadership skills are not being modeled and taught to boys. And and men like effectively as well. Like, is that could that be part of it? That like, how do I lead my family? What does that mean? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, Peter Griff talks about this a lot in his like writings about how because culturally we don't necessarily have a religion. We we tend to go to like self help and pop psychology a lot. Like he likes mm. to call out pop psychology a lot. And I, not that Brené Brown stuff is all pop psychology, um, but I do think that because. We don't – I do think that the church could teach on all these things if it tried to, um, to an extent. And I think that because we don't get formation in certain areas like we – and we, I think we talked about this in the last podcast, uh, last episode, that we – since we don't see formation in leadership in how to do that, we start looking at like Mm -hmm. secular culture for it. Um, So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's why you see a lot of this stuff popping up everywhere um, because – men and women both have this desire to lead well mm-hmm. in whatever capacity they have and or whatever their sphere influences and because the church doesn't really give them direction on how that's what's that supposed to look like yeah. um like what, what does
1: that look like in your home and in a marriage mm-hmm. and things like that like you might have had that in high school if you were like a team captain or you know, I, I'm trying to think of like, and even in the workforce, you work on your leadership, there's different programs that help you work on your leadership skills. But like, what does mm-hmm. it mean to, re, you know, or yeah. I don't know, well, I think like, a military, like leaders in the military. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, there's even a, um, there's a book called How to Lead When You're When You're Not in Charge. How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, I believe it's called. And there's one analogy he used in there um, about how we learn leadership from the, I think he says like one of the first ways we learn about the word leadership is the game, follow the leader,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: usually means like we all, when as you're a little kid, you're all walking in a line and you do whatever the first person does. And everyone's got a copy. Um, and you assume like that's what leadership is, is like one person's in charge and they tell everyone else what to do. And if you're a follower, you have to, and I think we, we create a dichotomy like that of like, you're either a follower or you're a leader. So, so like, so then I, I see the, the idea of submission in families be, be skewed because like women may not want to even encourage their husbands to be leaders. If they feel like a leader is someone who just tells you what to do.
1: Bosses you around. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then, then, and and then you're either a leader or you're a follower. If we have that false dichotomy in our head, Mm. uh, dichotomy being like dichotomy is a thing like there's one or the other. So like, it's a, it's a false narrative that we create. But like, if we feel like if I make my husband a leader, then I'm, that means I'm a follower. Like there's no other option. Uh, Like there's no incentive to, to to, make
1: this very controversial. Right. Yeah.
0: Which would which make, but then you also then left with like, then you're hu- not saying all husbands are. I'm t- I am tend to lean as very, like, diff- very tough on husbands. Sorry. But then you have husbands who are just like n- not involved in any faith, anything. And I, I, I wonder sometimes if wives prefer that because the, the alternative is like, I have someone who maybe can be perceived as an oaf. I'm not calling him that, but like, then he's telling me what to do. Like, he doesn't even know how to do X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. why would it, why would I follow him? Right. Like there's, there's that. So
1: yeah.
0: Am I being too harsh?
1: No, I, I think that that's a lot of where this controversy comes from. Like why people have a hard time with this, with this reading.
0: But I also think this is, that also shows why we need it. Yeah. Because, I, don't know, I, don't know. I feel like if a husband is home and like, isn't someone that the wife can trust to lead them, like that's, that's a problem that we need to be addressing for sure in some way, but
2: keep going. Question camper, because I don't think it means what you might think it means. In fact, let's go so to, he's to the talking beginning about what it earlier means on to be submissive for a wife to be submissive. In Ephesians chapter five, I think it's verse 21. St. Paul begins this whole section by saying, be mutually submissive to each other out of reverence for Christ. So be mutually submissive to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here's the first thing. One is, Paul is saying, submit to each other. You know, I've talked to couples who have said that they hear this, and now from the outside, it's like, oh, it just seems so, like, I don't know, I'm kind of cringy." But from the inside, I talked to this bride and groom just the other day, and they were saying this. They were saying, well, the bride was saying, well, I just I trust him. And so I uh, so yeah, I, I want to follow his lead. And she said, that just makes sense for me. And I said, yes, this is the whole context that St. Paul's talking about when he says be mutually submissive to one another out of rever- reverence for Christ. Number one, this is mutually submissive. So this is husband and wife submitting to the other, right? Mutually submissive. Secondly, what is it to submit? What is it to be submissive? it is to place yourself under the mission submission
0: i like father mike a lot <laughs> i have two thoughts do you have any thoughts first before i i want you to go first
1: because what i have to say will I, I can follow up with what you're going to say I do you know it. what i'm going to say i i'm
0: going to say two different I things i know the
1: general direction where you're going
0: okay i'm going to say two different things one uh, the, uh, the the mutually submissive Phrase. focus now the focus on being mutually submissive is almost exclusively jp2 right so that that it wasn't really i don't i have not read anything about mutual submission until he starts writing about it so
1: that's not in scripture that phrase is not in scripture no
0: it is it well no the word mutually submissive is not it says right. it does says it does uh we can pull up actually cuz cuz we're on the internet we're live doing this um Sorry. So in Ephesians twenty one, uh, it does it says be subject to one another out of reference for Christ. So the the word mutually submissive is not yeah in scripture, but the idea of both everyone be subject to one another that's in that's in there. Yes. Um. But but I th- my my point being that it's not a bad thing that mutual mutually mutual submission is is being emphasized now. Um, because I think that's, that's a that was a big emphasis of JP two. Anytime he did exegesis, which exegesis is like the explanation, or like drawing out meaning from scripture based on tradition and and um, like context and everything. Like I I think that JP two brought a lot of light to Ephesians five through that. Because I prior to that the emphasis wasn't necessarily on the mutual submission, but more on the the roles of husband and wife. So like if you read the other encyclicals, if you read the other um, writings of the of the saints. Like they, they focused on like the husband is the head and the wife needs to submit. And like, that was just emphasized a lot. And then JP two, And I think this is through a development of doctrine. Like it, and not necessarily doctrine, cause this isn't like a sound like the Trinity or something like that. Um, but just development development of the understanding of what, what, St. Paul is writing here and how the Holy Spirit is still speaking to that in, in our context, in our, in our culture. Um, St. JP2 focuses on mutual, sub- mutual submission, which, so I think that's a big positive. Like I, th- I, and I, but I think that as Father Mike moves to what a submission mean, it means to be under the mission of, I struggle with that because, um, that's, that's taking what JP2 was saying and then move, moving it to like moving to a direction that I'm like, I don't, that's not what the text actually says because the word submission isn't in the text. Right. So like in the actual letter of Ephesians five, St. Paul writes the word be subject to, right? So he says, be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. So that's not the same word as submission. So like St. Paul,
1: different translations.
0: Well, so like, so maybe, maybe in the other translations, it could be submission, but like they could also say, uh like sorry so the way like when people when when um theologians and scholars translate scripture so that they may not even necessarily be christian depends on like what committee Mm -hmm. but like they get together and they look at the original text of greek and they look at the whole thing in context and in most most what mostly what happens is like they look at everything and try to make it make sense because sometimes like the phrases That they use like same as like if you ever actually you've never translated things from Spanish I have (laughs) but so like I can say a thing to you in Spanish Mm -hmm. and if I directly translate it to English word for word it makes no sense like it doesn't it doesn't make sense so I have to translate it in a way that will make sense in English if I'm translating it from Spanish in the same way like when they're taking Greek text. They they could be translating it in a way that like this won't make sense to an audience. How can I make it make sense to an English speaking audience? Um, fun fact: Did you know that if you do you know that episode of Bluey when she's talking like when she meets that French friend and like no. they're they're playing at the park? There's a river. They're Sorry. playing. They're playing oh, yeah, with, yeah, 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 So if you l- watch that episode of Bluey in French, he speaks English.
1: Oh wow, it's really funny. Okay, oh, that's cool. back well to done, Greek.
0: Bluey, we- back to Greek. I have ADHD, but um. So like if you they they take the, you have to make it make sense make sense for an English speaking audience, so some translations may use submission, so okay. be be submissive to uh, one another the reference of Christ. but the so like if we, we look here, so Monica and I are gonna jump on um one of my favorite tools because I'm a nerd is Bible Hub. um so in Bible Hub, you can it's I, I like you can look at different translations of the, of scripture or whatever um but I like looking at the actual text itself. And then when you go to, and I'm walking right through this, but so as you go here, you can actually look at what the word is in Greek. Um, So you can actually look at what, what words are being used. And then if you click the word, so if I click the word Greek in Greek of, submiss- of um subject, it, it gives me the actual word in Greek. And then if I click that Greek word, it says, where else has it been used in scripture? So if you look at the Greek that that's being used, the same word in Greek in terms of, um, be subject to one another, and then wives be subject to your husbands is the same thing as as um, with demons being subject to Jesus's name, um, people being subject to the law. So the word that's being used is not the same word as as submissive, and then going into being under the mission of. Mm. So like I I. Because that's also like submissive in English means this, and then that means to be under the mission of, but like that's not what the word's being used. Like the same word that's being used is similar to the word that's being used for demons being subject to Christ. So like I think that's I just think that's important that like the, the subjectness and being subject means like a different thing. A hierarchy. There's a there's a hierarchy, and like like if you think if like if you and I, I think this could be pushing it too much to be like it's the same as demons need to be subject to Christ. The way that demons should be subject to Christ—that's that's how wives should be subject to their husbands. Like, I think that's a, that's a little harsh to say it without context, but that's also the word that St. Paul is using. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think you do it justice by trying to soften it by using an English the English translation to explain it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, there's there is a level of hierarchy and authority that is being talked about here. First, out of to to one another, out of reverence for Christ. So I think it's important to unpack. Um, but not necessarily through the idea of being under the mission of. Mm-hmm. So that was my that's my full thought.
1: Okay. I like it.
0: Were you, were, were you gonna I say I thought you
1: had two points.
0: That was my second point. My first point was Oh, the JP2 being mutually oh, submissive okay. part.
1: Yes. Um, so the point I wanted to pick the like make sure isn't lost that he, that he brought up was um speaking to a new bride and her her um like willingness and not acceptance, but like her um, enthusiasm for this idea because she trusts her husband. And I think that that's a really, really important thing that like, if we have engaged couples listening or, or couples that are dating, that like, I think that this is extremely important to consider in your relationship of, do you trust your future spouse? And then also like, like this is a gut check, but like husbands and wives, like, do you trust your spouse that they like, do you trust your husband that they would lead and be a good leader? Because that's part of their call. That's part of their job as a husband. And like, do you think that the person you're with is, is up for the job up for the task? Like, are they ready for it? Do you trust them with that? And I think that that's really important. And if the answer is no, or you have some sort of hesitation, I think that that's a really big thing that needs to be addressed. Like, why? Mm. Where is that Where is that gap in in trust happening? Where is that hesitation coming from? Um, is it part of it because you're a control freak? Because I know that's part of my issue. You know, like, is it is it that? Or is it because he does things differently from you and you don't understand it? or is there really some some lack of virtue that he's not prepared to be a leader for mm. and like that needs to that needs to be addressed
0: yeah i don't know if my next point is worth bringing up now cuz i don't remember i don't know what the rest of i didn't watch the whole video
1: well, that's why we were reacting to right so bring it up and yeah. then it-
0: well so i think another point worth bringing up is with with what you're saying on, on, cause he brings up the bride trusting the husband he doesn't necessarily bring up the husband trusting the bride. I do think I do agree with mutual submission because it's in scripture. It's clear. It's clear in scripture. I like, I, I agree with what JP two is saying. Um, I think the point that a lot of people struggle with is like, well, does that mean we both are, we both are subject to each other in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, no yes. because there needs to like there's a difference between us and it, the difference is good because of complementarity and therefore we're not subject to one another in the same way we are subject to one another out of reverence for christ in the same way that like you could you could say that he's if you want to extrapolate this for the for wider con- congregation oh my brain i'm trying to keep it on one i'm trying to keep it on one okay so wait no this is important for a wider kind con- of congregation so if you look at Sorry, we should have started with this, like the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big. If yeah. you look at it, what, what do, you, do you know? What I'm saying?
1: I think so. We'll, we'll see. Okay, because I just I'll I, find I, out. Because I, well.
0: I, I, this is I so, thought I did. so, I didn't get to take a um, the Epistles of St. Paul course in my grad class. Um, just because I didn't have enough time to take another additional course, but I ended up seeing what their syllabus was, and I bought their textbooks anyway. <laughs> so I bought their textbooks. I read through them. So one of them um, is on is is from a secular author, but just like a historicity of all the letters of Saint Paul. Um, and he talks about how the writing the writing of the letter of Ephesians is more of like the it's a the thought has been it's like a deeper theology, more uh, mature theology than some of the other earlier writings of, of Saint Paul. Um, and he doesn't think like they, they were putting out evidence that it, it wasn't necessarily written for the church in Ephesus, um, that, that, that was, that's actually not mentioned in the earlier, earliest writings, like earliest copies of it. And that the way it writes, it's more like a summary that could have been actually passed around from all of uh, Asia minor, mm. just to all the different churches. So like, cause it's, he, they're saying it reads more like a homily than it does for a letter for a specific church that needs to change things. Mm-hmm but more of a homily to to like uplift the the, the Christians in that area yeah so, so it's
1: written really for people who are practicing the faith
0: yes right like yes. there are
1: people that are living Christianity that are striving for yep. all the things that Christ wants for in them. Asia Minor and and so it's like an affirmation and further like detailed directives yeah for them, but they they already have this foundation of
0: right. Well in Christianity. And, he, and from chapter one all the way to six, like he's walking them through the entire gospel message. What's yes. what's you know the the works of the Holy Spirit, um, even leading up to this part, all of um starts Ephesians five talking about the Holy Spirit. So it could it reads like a homily that he's doing to uplift that that mm-hmm. area. So like this idea of husbands being subject or sorry about mutual submit s- subjection, wives being subjects, husbands love your wives, like that's that's something that he was preaching to a wider audience than just Ephesus, which I think is really important. Um, and then back to my idea of like, well, and I think you and I are subject to one another in very different ways. Like um, we are subject to our kids in a in a very unique way as their parents. So like I have a responsibility to them that I think they could call me out on mm. if I wasn't doing it, mm. right? Like you, <laughs> if we were letting one of our kids know, almost said her name that
1: <laughs> you gave her away i gave
0: her away, hey, away. one girl that like they that they needed to wear pajamas to bed because we love them and they want to take care of them yes um it's
1: starting to get cold starting in New to England. get cold then, like if
0: we're not doing our job as parents like they're they're not they're going to take you away from us because we're supposed to be doing our jobs as parents um and just like letting them know like we have a responsibility to you to yes. do certain things. And like, I think that's a form of subjection to them hmm. in the same way they're subject to us as, as we're their parents. But like, it's that falls. I think that falls under the mutual subjection uh, out of reverence for Christ. Like we're, yeah. we're following our vocations the way we ought to out of reverence for Christ.
1: Interesting. Yeah. But even just like you're reframing a little bit of subjection is that like, like us living that duty, that responsibility is subjection to the call of parenthood. Mm-hmm. Even though we in that are being leaders, mm-hmm. right? Like we're expected to lead in our subjection to the, the vocation of parenthood.
0: Right. And if you look at the word subjection, like that's back to like the Greek of like be, the, the Jews being subject to the law. Yeah. Like they they were called to something to live out this yeah. thing in a certain way and there was repercussions for not doing it. Yeah. So they're subject to us. So like we could be subject to one another. Because like we we are, as Christians we're called to live out our vocations in a particular way. Mm. So I think that's sort of like the mutual subjection. And I think I, again, people may not get lost in the weeds with this as much as I do. But I think there's there I think this interpretation of it could bring more people together to see like this isn't a like either your wife has to ask you if she can tie her, tie her shoes <laughs> or like you have to be a stay at home dad. Like there's such huge like like the pendulum swings way too far with the, with this verse, in my opinion. Um, and I think there's a way of seeing this as like, this is a calling for the entire family, for the mm-hmm. for the spouses that can bring to greater holiness in mm. the church. I like it. We'll keep going.
2: It's to place yourself under the mission of the other person. And so in the context of, of marriage, Here's this bride who says, oh yeah, I, I totally trust this man that I want to give my life to, I'll spend my life with. And so she said, for me, it makes sense. It's organic. It's it's natural to trust him, to place myself under his mission because we have the same worldview. I, I know his mission. I trust his mission. I love his mission. I can place myself under his mission. And he, likewise, says the same thing, saying, I know her. I love her. I trust her. I know her mission. I can place myself at the service of her mission. So that's the first part. That the- I get it.
0: I don't like it,
1: <laughs> but I get
0: it. I get what he's saying, and I get, like, it's so, in and, in and of itself, it's not wrong.
1: Right. Like, his sentiment. That's not wrong. That's, that's good. But that's Well, not- I guess,
0: I struggle with, I struggle with the idea of, of of the, like, I have a mission and you have a mission, and we're under the, under the surface of that mission. Does that make sense? Because I feel like it has, we have two separate missions.
1: When you believe we have the same mission?
0: We should. Yeah. So, I agree. Right. So like, what was the phrase? Oh, we're going to forget it again. That, that, that our, our friends, not a, oh, not a, uh, what's not a compromise, but. Not, shared vision. Shared vision. Like, I feel like that's what it mm-hmm. ought to be more of. Than yes. like.
1: But I've, I've heard this sentiment shared in that, like, we are both under the same mission, submission. We're under the same mission. I've heard it said that way instead of like,
2: okay, maybe I'll let them finish individual
1: I still missions. I don't like
2: it, but I'll let them finish. Okay. The submission is I'm placing myself under your mission. I will only do that. I will only do that. If I love respect, trust the other person, if I actually believe in their mission. And then in that case, it makes sense. So what is mutual submission? It is a neutral race to the bottom. So husband and wife. Your eyebrows said words.
1: <laughs> well, I want to hear what he has to say. What this... does he mean by that?
2: Okay. Ideally, they would love, respect, and trust the other. They would know the mission of the other. They'd be so united in that mission that it would be a a race to the bottom, a race to serve. And this is the the key. Again, when it comes back to this, okay, men, you got to lead your family. You got to lead your wife. You got to lead your, lead lead them. You got to just lead them. Like, okay, that means I got to, like, I'm in charge. That means, okay, I'm going to make the decisions. Even brides will say something like that. Like, yeah, I guess that means that, you know, he makes the decisions in the family. That means he's in charge of, of the family. I don't, is that what it means? Is that what Christian fatherhood, Christian husbandhood, Christian leadership means? I think that we are paying attention to one part and not paying attention to both parts. Do you, do you wanna, like, I, I want to stop it to comment because I feel <laughs> like it's just going to keep going.
0: No, you go. For you have things you want to say.
1: I, my eyebrows are raising. I, I mean, I didn't like the way that was phrased, race to the bottom. Um, you know what
0: Andy Stanley calls it? What? Which I also disagree with. A submission competition.
1: <laughs> oh, that's catchy. He's good. Those parses. That is, that is we might get to catchy. his video. We were supposed to stick to a tight 45, and it's 36 minutes in. Already. We're going no, – we'll, no, There's but, a couple of technical issues. Anyways, I uh, – okay. So I get it. When I was coaching, one of the things I did when I named captains was talked about how Jesus led through service and that captains are meant to be the the greatest servers on the team. And, like, I use the story of um, the Last Supper and Jesus washing their feet. And, like, that is how captains are supposed to treat their teammates. So, like, I get absolutely, like, we should be serving one another. That is absolutely our call as spouses is to, like, is to die to oneself for the good of the other, right? And, like, I guess maybe that's what it is. Like, a race to the bottom is to, like, Mm -hmm. forget about yourself, you know, Uh, and and serve the other. Go ahead. You Uh, So, but I think that we have to be careful not to be so gray or so like wishy-washy or there's so many ways to like live this out. I was listening to a podcast actually. It was interesting. I'm going to be careful not to be too judgy, but I don't listen to podcasts. So this is big hypocrite of me. I finally listened to one and I'm going to be judgy about it. But, um, So it was a, it was a woman who brought a man on to talk about what happens when spouses don't agree on NFP, practicing NFP, Mm -hmm. whether they have just reasons for NFP or one wants to practice and one doesn't want to practice and what have you. And like, what should you do? And it was very interesting because she kept talking about both and and nuanced and everyone's situation is different. And he kind of kept saying like, you're answering that so feminine. And I disagree and I feel like I have a more masculine approach, but like there are definitely like some, some reasons to and some reasons not to. And like, it's, it's really important that we know those mm-hmm. and that like we talk about them and we call each other out when we're being selfish and we call each other out when we're being, it was just, it was very interesting. And, and I felt like he didn't get to talk as much because she didn't like what he was saying. So she kind of t- tangents, but um. I I do think that there are some very definite like, oh, I have to listen to everything he says. No, not like not everything that comes out of your husband's mouth is exactly what you should do. But like at a certain point, there is a time where like somebody has to make a decision and the other goes with it. And you have to like in your marriage, you have to get to a point where you trust the leadership of the husband to make the call. Hmm.
0: You know what's funny i I in this, um I know I feel like when we talk about this, I skew more on the not like on the side of the women, but like i I tend to skew more like I'm harsher on the husbands, yeah, and like they need to step up and do what they have to do and serve their wives. and and I think you you tend to skew more on like, got to trust your husband and right. And I, I like that. Cause like yeah. we balance each other well. Yeah. Cause I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I think what's nice for, at least for us is that like, I am not a big hulking, deep voiced <laughs> man. So like, it, and like you could hear my jokes and my flamboyancy. Like I, it's, it's great. Um, so like it, it, it clearly, I don't have you like, I'm not ruling over you with a, Peruvian thumb. Like it's it's just <laughs> uh so like but I I I agree with you and I like the way that we live this out. Um because I I don't know, maybe this is oversharing, but I feel like for most of our conversations, um like almost everything is a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um and if anything, for most things I just defer to you because I I know the things you're better than me at. And like it's foolish for me to think that like I should have a I should have like final say over aspects of our life that like I am not as educated in, I am not as um, savvy in, like it'd be really, it'd be foolish and poor leadership to do that. And I feel like that's an important aspect of leadership that we forget. Like there's a, there's a delegating, but also that like realizing like you are, you're limited in your abilities. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, and that like, and I, going back to the team analogy or the situation, but like, yeah, the captain is not the, like, it's not, the captain's not always the MVP. It's not always the star player, but it's also not the entire team. They are part of the team. Like you Mm -hmm. still need your team to be successful and they have skills that you don't have. You, you need the, you need to all be coming together and, and working together in order to be successful in a team. So I, I think that that's absolutely true in marriage. And I think like I think particularly, especially like in our season right now, a lot of the daily decisions are parenting decisions or, you know, like scheduling decisions and stuff. And I think that you trust that I am a bit more intuitive in some of those areas. And, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm more aware I'm more in it. Like I'm, I'm in the mess of it and you are slightly removed because you're working and you're, you're out of the house more and stuff. So I think that you I don't know if it's like defer, but like, I think that you trust my judgment in a lot of these things because of of a a pretty decent track record. And then also, like, I I think I try to share why my why with you and stuff like that,
0: except when I come home on a random day where I'm freaking out about finances and I cancel every single monthly subscription we have. (laughs) I cancel everything and I'm like, we can't have anything anymore.
1: Now there's, now there's ads in our Spotify.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you just trust me. Thank you for trusting me. I'm, I'm, I'm insane. Um, No, I agree. I also wonder, like, I, I, I don't know if we should have asked more before coming on to like recording this, but like, I wonder what, Types of decisions couples struggle with making, because mm. I feel like for most things I don't I can't think of anything we're not on the same page about in in terms of our family, or marriage, like the way the ho- the house is, the kids, everything. Like I feel I like we're there, on the same page. I
1: think that there were more things though that we weren't when we were first married.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I just feel like I wonder. Like, say, I guess maybe it's, are those things? Like, are there other things? Oh, that, that we didn't that we. That we haven't e- experienced character. yet, mm. right? I mean, we're going to have to get another car soon. So maybe it's that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. But uh, patreon.com should <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's not what the money is used for. It's I'm used sure. for the recording equipment. So we could do this in react videos. Um, but the, so I don't know. I, I guess it's also like, I don't know. At least in our marriage, I feel like there's there's very little things that need deciding. Does that make sense? like we're kind of like
1: oh because we're doing it not like that there's not decisions to be made but like we're kind of making them together what decisions are we making oh my gosh i feel like i make a thousand decisions a day look this at is you go listen to the mental load up so. look at you go
0: i'm so proud of you <laughs> do you oh man oh yeah oh, like what like what for lunch like maybe some couples like
1: yeah and, like, like what the kids dinner? were wearing for the soccer game because it was cold out. And then, like...
0: Oh, interesting. But, like, so, I guess I, I would love to know from couples, like, do you do they, like... Say, for example, so you like, the kids had to go out and it was really cold. Like, do they, like, pull out the Ephesians 22 for that? Like, hey, they need to 22. wear these jackets?
1: I think some do. Why? That's so weird. That's,
0: <laughs> I feel like that's an but odd also, reason for, okay, like, what's okay. for dinner.
1: So, like, I think like bigger than that is decisions of like what we're going to do today. Like kind of the compromise versus shared vision. One of our shared visions is that our family goes to everything together to support Uh. one another. But like, I think couples could not have that shared vision. And then they argue over like dad wants to stay home and mow the lawn and like do house chores or whatever and miss the soccer game. And, but like we That's just automatic for us is that we all – is that we go together.
0: Interesting. So I think part of – well, I think then a big danger of Ephesians 5.22 implemented poorly is that – I guess the thing to keep in mind is that like we could – and we being men could rationalize anything as being, well, this is the greater good for my family. So, like, for today, it's too cold to mow the lawn today. But if it wasn't um, – It's like, actually not. <laughs> it was freezing. I, I am not mowing
1: the lawn. Peruvian.
0: Peruvian lawn. <laughs> My Peruvian thumb you, will not be out there.
1: You and your mom. Your mom.
0: I was fine. I was – Your
1: mom, t- she was there.
0: She was there. She hated she was an Eskimo. how cold it was. <laughs> she was an Eskimo. No, but so I, – Because I feel like we could, we could rationalize anything. We could rationalize that, like, staying home and doing all of the outdoor work – Is serving my family. We could also rationalize like me going to all of my kids' games and avoiding all the work is serving my family, right? Like we could rationalize either way, and I I don't, and say like either way is serving my family and and being a leader. Um, and I think that's why it's important to, like, we should be bouncing that off of our wives and making sure that we're serving them well. Like, it's not like we could just, yeah. Can you can you imagine being going into a new company? You're the boss, and you're telling everyone how this needs to be run without getting input from the people who are actually doing it. Like that's, that's what I feel like at least what you're telling me and what I'm envisioning is that men could do it in a certain way. That's like, makes it seem like I'm your input is irrelevant. I'm going to do what I think my vision is. And you need to be under my vision because yes. I'm the husband. Right. And I feel like that's, and I think that's backwards. Where the con- backwards.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that's where a lot of the controversy of this comes from and why. Well, because I mean, even, um, I don't know how long ago it... Well, it was a while ago that like 19 kids and counting came out, right? And then all of the... It was
0: when they were had like 13. Okay. Just, sorry. 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 Continue. Go on.
1: And then all of like the scandals came out about the brothers. and oh, those other it,
0: six kids, yeah. just the- <laughs> kept coming. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going.
1: But now some of the older children are sharing about what it was like to live in that family and then having good or bad marriages out after that. And a lot of that stems from misusing Ephesians five for the husbands to like dominate the situations and to just make unilateral decisions. And, mm. and the wives are just expected to submit to that, that direction. So I think it's like, I think I think some of this like um some of the frightening parts of this could also be that we just have like access to information of these like extreme situations of
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know because they're popularized and they get a platform and what have you. but I do think that like on the ground level, there could be there could be the temptation to misuse this for your advantage or for your. I don't know, pride or what have you. But again, that's like, if you're not living a life of virtue, then this is not written for you because this is for the church that is already Mm -hmm. like living a good Christian life. Assuming
0: you're living a life in the spirit, which again, that's why St. Paul wrote it that way. And also why JP two addresses it that way. Right. We're talking about freedom, self mastery. Like all those things are intact prior to telling you to do this
1: so then it's like this is how you can live all of that in a marriage it's like trying to like narrow it down and like clarify in this situation this is how living Christianity is in this situation but you already have the foundation of like yes I want to follow Christ I want to serve others like uh, to love is to will the good of the other like you're already like living that
0: yeah sorry I'm going to see something
1: Mm-hmm. Excuse me.
0: Um we're definitely not gonna get to the next episode. I mean next <laughs> we're not gonna get to the next video, but let's yeah, go a little bit further. pay
1: attention to half of it.
0: So All again, right, there's, I, there's I, I Catholics.
2: To, there's...
0: I don't remember where he is, but so he's talking about if you don't remember, because I didn't remember, he's talking about how people usually see this verse and only look at half of it.
2: Christians are like, yeah, we'll be adamant about this. Scripture says, wives, submit to your husbands. He's going to lead. Okay, he's going to lead. So I'm going to embrace that and be true to the Bible. Okay, great. Question. What's the Christian vision of leading? Like, what is the Christian vision of the one who's called to be the leader? Well, where do we look? We look to none other than Jesus himself. So Jesus is the head, we're his body. Jesus is the bridegroom, we're the bride. How does Jesus lead? Well, he doesn't say, I'm here to make the decisions. I'm here, I'm the one who's in charge. He says, the son of man, meaning himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So, See, this is, and I I don't fault Father Mike for doing this.
0: You don't know what I'm going to say. I can tell by the side of my eye. I don't fault him for doing this. Um, I'm sure if this is, because like we have the privilege of, Uh, the um, approach, not the right word. Like we're able to do this in a podcast form. So we're able to have a long conversation. He's trying to get this in 10 minutes. So like, I get that it's hard. Um, But I think it's important to point out that like, he's right. That Jesus is the example of servant leadership. Um, But also Jesus did give us new laws right like he he also taught authoritatively like he's the new moses so he like uh, um one of the parallels in um the gospel of matthew like jesus ascends up the mountain similar to moses go up the mountain to get the 10 commandments and jesus then from up the mountain is giving the beatitudes so like it's the new law and then he also does the like the whole sermon on the mount and um like he's he's also a law giver like he's not just the servant. So I think it's that's just an important thing of like you, you look at Jesus like we'd look at all of what Jesus did to lead. Mm-hmm. Um so it wasn't just serving and dying, but also like living an upright life, following God's laws,
1: giving direction, giving
0: direction on how to grow closer to Christ, grow closer to God and and like his own prayer and just all, all things like we have to take all of that into account and not just say like yeah he died. Because I think that's also very like there's a there's a big pushback from husbands on like it's all supposed to be on me. I have to give every single like every last ounce of energy has got to go out to to everybody else. And like, yes, it does. And also you are called to live a life of prayer. And you have to have to live a life of holiness like Christ. Like I right like I think a lot of husbands get a little um resentful of like, oh, I have to do everything for everybody else. And I think you become resentful of that when you don't have the other things as your foundation, mm. right? A relationship with God um, a deep life of prayer an understanding of the virtues. And I mean,
1: because you're right, you're incapable of doing all that. If you're not living in a life of grace,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. like you're a- absolutely correct. Like you cannot do all those things if you're not living the sacrament fully.
0: Yep. So I think that's, yeah. So in my mind, that's an important thing to point out.
2: So yes, husbands lead. What's leadership look like? It looks like that looks like service. It looks like pouring yourself out in love. It doesn't mean like, oh, that, that. therefore I make all the decisions that way. You know, my word is the final word. Maybe it does in some cases, maybe it does in your family. Maybe that's how you've worked it See, out. Like, that doesn't guess, necessarily.
0: If we look at Christ's example, like it, it, his word is the final word. <laughs> I just think it's an, uh, just like yeah. the, the analogy. Be
1: careful. Yeah.
0: Right. Like, so like his word is the final word and that, and because of that, like, I guess like he ratifies that by his death and like that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like,
1: Yeah. So we have to be really careful in like when addressing Ephesians five to not, to not say what it doesn't say, like to like, um, to To be careful to like because we don't want to offend and we don't want to upset people with it because it is true and it is Mm -hmm. like good. We kind of want to like, but like you know, if that's if that's the part that makes you uncomfortable, well, this is what I really mean. Like, yep. But we we have to be careful when we do that when we make those clarifications to not also like say the wrong thing Mm -hmm. too, because like it says what it says and it's like okay maybe we need to talk about like how that's lived and what that looks like but that doesn't mean that we like t- cherry pick other things from scripture just like we're cherry picking just the one line of Ephesians 5:22 mm-hmm. like right like we we have to see it in the whole context and then if we're going to talk about Jesus then we have to talk about all the things that he is and did for us and still does for mm-hmm. us like and
0: again, and I think that's a bigger mirror for husbands to be like, you need to be like this. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to start invoking in Ephesians 22, like you need to be all of the things that Jesus was to your family.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Really come from the Bible. The biblical vision of wives submit to your husbands, husbands love your wives Paul goes on to say, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to purify her. How did Jesus love the church? <laughs> by emptying himself out. Not by being in charge, not by making the decisions, but by serving to the point of death. So yes, husbands, lead. But lead like Jesus. but it doesn't say, my word is final. Of course, Jesus, the ultimately Thank final. You. But who says, I lay down my life for you. I'm at your service. Now, brides, my my sisters, if your husband said that, if your husband said, I'm at your service, I'm here to serve this family. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to lay down my life for you. Would you be willing to? Submit to your husband in that case. To place yourself under that mission of this man who says, I will lay down my life for you, and he actually does it, my guess is you probably would. And this is the last word. The last word is, when we talk about these things like lead and submit and all these kind of things, sometimes it doesn't look how we think it should look. But as long as it's happening, then we just rejoice and say, okay, God, may you be praised. We are striving to live according to your teaching. We're striving to live according to what you presented to us. And it just might not always look how I thought it would look. That's a very, very good point.
0: Because I think that's.
1: I thought that I thought it went along a lot with what you're saying. The complementarity of, of how, like how we do this and how we live this Mm. is not just masculinity and femininity, but like the individual people Mm -hmm. too, and their charisms and their personalities and like, yeah, the things that they're good at.
0: Yeah, but I feel I feel like the the even deeper the point of like it's not going to look the way you think it might look. So like, cause we you, I I don't I don't think we've given a lot of specific details on how we live this out because I I don't think it's very helpful either because that's how we work. Like he just said, like we all have our own things. But I think that living out in a, the in Ephesians five marriage with with husbands and wives being subject to one another, but then. Wives being subject to the husband as to Christ, um, I think there's a lot of people that look at that and think of oh, the mar- it's like a marriage in the 1950s, mm-hmm. and like that's the way it ought to look. And I, yeah, so I think that's I think that might also be where a big point of contention is for people is that they assume it needs to look that way, and then they try to emulate that mm-hmm. rather than, than taking because like St. Paul wasn't writing for the 1950s, right? Yeah. So like it. It's l-
1: funny that that's like the. The vision, like the model, I, like yeah. I wonder where that
0: came from. Same, uh, probably prior to the sexual revolution. But I know, um, Scott Hahn writes about it in his book, "The First Society." I think it, that's what it's called. But it's basically on marriage, and he talks about how, like, the Leave It to Beaver, mm-hmm. like that's that that the, that show and like that time is just seen so idealistically from our perspective of like, oh, I wish we could go back to that conservative values and and whatnot. Like we look at all that and think of that like as the best time mm-hmm. that, that, that for America. Um Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a
1: very uh, Americanized version. It's, very, yeah, like, it's, it's like, and you're like, you're forgetting about the universality of well, the Catholic well, church.
0: That too. Yeah. This wasn't <laughs> written in English. Uh, no, but then also like so Scott Hahn goes, like he talks about like how we look at it positively, but then later on in the chapter, he talks about like all of the negatives that were then that we tend to forget because we see such an idealized yeah. version of it. Um But like, but just to the point that it, the way that we live it out won't look the same as to the people that St. Paul wrote, like circulated this letter to in Asia minor. It's not going to look the same as like in the 1800s. Like it's, it's, we are in 2023. Yeah. Um, and that's where like, we, the, we allow the Holy Spirit to work through yeah. the description, allowed the Holy Spirit to work through the church.
1: Cause it doesn't mean that that is not true. Correct. That like that, that's not our, that's not our calling that like St. Paul was writing to the church. Mm-hmm specific group of people but like he's it's in the bible for us like it's that's that's why it's it's the holy spirit speaking to us right now as well so i think that's really important to acknowledge that just because it looks different in different times in different countries in different homes that doesn't mean that it's still that 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 takes away from its Mm -hmm. truth
0: yeah. Right. And it doesn't, that, I also think it's important to point out, like, that doesn't mean it's like a, a relativistic interpretation. Like you can't just say like, oh, mutual, mutual submission means this in my family. Like there's a, again, like the way I'm subject to you is different than the way you're subject to me. Like it's very different. And you see, it could be lived out in different ways, but we need to acknowledge that there's a difference. Because if you don't, then if everything is just the same, there's no complementarity. Mm-hmm. So I think we, that's an important thing too. Like how are we complementing one each other, one another? Um, in my masculinity and your femininity, we should be complementing each other. So, so like, I, so I just want to be careful of that, of, of not saying it could look different for everybody. Cause then everyone can just take it as like, yeah. oh, then this is how we interpret it. But like, no, there's a, there's a correct way of interpreting it. There's a difference in how you implement it. Fine. But mm-hmm. like, you can't interpret it. Your, your interpretation can't be based on your implementation of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, way you in, there's a way of interpreting it correctly. How you, inter, how you implement that is different. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I wish that I had could come up with like a concrete example of that. But my brain is tired.
0: Oh. Well then I said wake up. <laughs> <laughs> almost I almost said daddy says wake up, but that's that's not for this episode. So <laughs> should I take that out?
1: I hope you do. I'm leaving it. Okay.
0: <laughs> we don't talk to each other that way. That's inappropriate. You're not looking at the camera. <laughs> So, but I think that's it. Yeah, you're I feel you're like getting have, very close. I, I'm sorry. I I'm joking. trying to
1: wake up. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we have a lot more to say, though. I feel like we're gonna have to do another. A part do? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's French.
1: <laughs> I don't. From, I wouldn't know. From Bluey.
0: I'm from Bluey. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I think that we because I I really want to hear the I want I want to respond and react to the Andy Stanley, and then there was that other um reel that you sent about the um phrase Ezer. And it was and it went on with like the nineteen fifties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we opened that There's can of so a stuff of say okay
0: I so of also yeah. well, so so is
1: this a part one episode
0: i would love for a to one a part one but i think i'd a part our listeners to to let would love if this listeners a direction they want us to keep going a mm-hmm. direction um, so let us know on Instagram. Well, leave us a rate, please. And a been, review. Rate and review. We've been stuck at 119 for a bit. Um, though somebody actually did leave, a, a, I think, a, a review in October. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, l- l- leave us another rate and review so we can go up a little bit more. But um, let us know. In some way, contact us. I don't know how we, how do we, how do we contact us. Instagram? Mm-hmm. But like, let us know if this, is, if this is a topic that you want us to keep expanding on because there's more additional interpretations out there that we could keep talking about yeah all right
1: keep reacting to
0: and we will see you at the next episode